pitched like I sounded 12. <laughs> Hello and welcome to part two of the spirituality, my spirituality series. Part one was about what I believe and my relationship with the universe. Part two, today's conversation, is about my spiritual practices. What do I do to um, maintain my spiritual health and my growth as a soul? Because if you listen to part one, you'll know that I believe that the purpose of life is to grow and that is the divine part. That is spirituality. I don't think spirituality is this like sitting around worshiping an entity. Absolutely not. I think spirituality is living fully and really well and really deeply as you and getting the most out of life that you came here to get. That's what I believe. And then part three is going to be about my spiritual tools. So what do I use and integrate into my spiritual practices in order to get the most out of this life? And so let's jump in. I'm gonna be using my iPad. Guys, this is such a weird feeling. This is what I do on Abundant Leaders. And I know I like coming here to be loose and free, but because of the loose and free aspect, guys, the thoughts and the ideas, they will fly everywhere. So I live and die by lists and planning and structure if I want to like deliver specific value, right? That's what helps me to be effective and that's what helps me to work with my brain. Um, oh, by the way, my shoulder just popped out of its socket. Um, I'm double jointed. So anyone who sees this, I have hyperextension. Nothing's wrong, I'm not dying. I was hanging out with a friend um, the other day, I think it was like a week ago, and this person's been in my life for a very long time. And my shoulder popped out, it did this. And it looks even more alarming from the side. Go to Spotify if you wanna see it. And she was like, oh my God, what's happening? Are you okay? And I was like, what? What do you mean? And she's like, your shoulder. And I was like, no, I, at the time I couldn't replicate it because sometimes like it depends. Sometimes it's just like one motion and then it's done. And I was like, but we've known each other forever. Are you telling me you've never seen this? She was like, no. I was like, oh babe, I've been like this since like I was a kid. So that was hilarious because <laughs> she was so worried for me. So do not fear, because you just saw my, my shoulder pop out. Number two, in part one, I said I was gonna go change my top. This is the top. It's a little crochet half top. Um, it ends, you're not gonna be able to see the whole thing, but I'm showing you as much of it as I can. Um, it ends just above my belly button. It is the cutest white little crochet crop top that just like shows off my shoulders in such a nice way, because I've got very defined shoulders. So yes. Is there anything else that I want to randomly say before we jump into this episode? <laughs> Let me think while I take a sip of water. No, I don't think so. Let's go. So, let me frame and land what these spiritual practices are. Firstly, I am an expansive I have an expansive faith. Go listen to part one to understand that better. But primarily, my perspective is that we are here to make the most of life and be the best that we can while we're alive. And doing that is spiritual practice. Honoring ourselves, being ourselves, being our fullest, connecting with others, being on our epic adventure is the spiritual path. Whether or not we rely solely on ourselves or we tap into the divine force around us that created us that is part of us that is us that makes us all one 
is our choice. That becomes the spiritual path. So the practices that I have integrated into my life are things that I just do on a regular basis in order to A, cultivate my relationship with divinity and um, keep those communication lines open and fluid and flowing to there to optimize me, right? To help my mind, my body and my soul to be their best selves, to heal from the things that, you know, they need to heal from because I have wounding at both a mind or body and a soul level. Guys, I'm going to try very hard to stop moving my foot because I know that it knocks the mic and I'm really trying to be better with the mic knocking. My, I think it was episode, I think this one is episode 18. So it was episode 16, the one where I'm talking about fighting for my purpose, where there was a lot of knocking going on. <laughs> so I'm really going to try for you guys today. Um, so because I believe my purpose is to be my best self, the second purpose of my spiritual practices is to just bring healing to myself so that I have fewer um, barriers and limitations to operating as my fullest self and achieving my potential and getting out of this life what I wanted to get out of it as a soul. And so it's condition. The first one is maybe con is cultivating the relationship. The second one is conditioning, right? Like keeping myself attuned and like alert and aware and connected. Um, number three is healing. And number four is also, guys, because we're all souls and I have come, I have remembered my soul in this lifetime. I had lives in which I was completely ignorant of the fact that I was an endless soul. And then other lives where I was born knowing that I was in this divine, um, I was made of this divine fabric and here to support the bigger agenda of that divine fabric for the people in my community. Um, in this life, I needed to remember. Remember that I was a soul. And not just remember that I was a soul, but also remember that there is a specific role that I actually play in connection to the universe here on earth. And that role is, can be super powerful if I am aware of it and I'm intentionally moving in that capacity in this life. Because earlier in my life, I have not been living in this capacity and I've not been deliberately harnessing my spiritual on an energetic level capacity okay so the third piece is really cultivating that aspect so that i i am more deliberately moving in it now i think i'm still at like day zero of Re returning now to a place of partnership with the universe so th I know that there are certain practices that are this list of practices I do is going to evolve because it is what has served me until now and I can tell you that every single year I'm adding more and I'm taking away other things that I don't need anymore or that are not as relevant for that stage in my journey and so take that with a grain of salt and know that your own spiritual practice can just evolve what I'm going to try to do is share what each practice is and why I do it. And then in the last one, you will hear me referencing these practices. And in, in part three, that's what I mean when I say the last one, you'll hear me referencing these practices when I now share with you the tools that I use. It would just become too big of an episode. 
those are the hardy dust flying um, outside. It would be too too big of an episode if I tried to combine both. So that's why they separated out. Let's talk about my spiritual practices. Number one is I'm looking down at my iPad now. <laughs> Tenji's it like focus the mind mode. Um, meditation. And by the way, these are not in any specific order. Okay, they're just in the order that I thought of them as I wrote them down. There's going to be 10 in total. So number one is meditation. And um, I meditate in, for two different reasons. It's partly practical. Oh, I've just remembered one that I hadn't written here. Um, which I'm writing at the end, 11. I'll tell you at the end. Okay, so meditation is something that I do... Um, I would say cyclically, right? I flow in and out of it, but it is something that I really use to ground me and bring me back to myself. So I use it for two different things. One is very practically and one is very spiritually, like in a divine way. Um, the practical side is at, at, in different stages in my life, I will be meditating every day there was a season where at least for six months or you know maybe i don't know let's say six months i was meditating every day and then i stopped meditating every day and then i remember oh you know i'm feeling a bit weird let me start meditating again and then i'll start meditating that's what works for me i'm not a person who has like a super rigid super tight super defined um schedule that i'm going to do forever but i do have a life of routine and i do have practices that ebb and flow in and out weaving into my routine in order to support me the only thing that i'm super consistent with is um exercising every day uh so yeah when i'm meditating practically the practical meditation is a lot more about working with my energy centers i do that to give myself grounding to um, reconnect with myself and to um, tune in how am I feeling to bring energy energetic healing and support to my system whether that's my body or my energetic my physical body or my energetic body the tool that I most often use is I work with my chakras so I'll go through from my root chakra usually I go up like top to bottom I'll start with my crown and work all the way down to my root since doing human design sometimes it depends I will also add in my spleen which is the solar plexus split into the solar plexus and the spleen and I'll sometimes also add the G center the heart center split into the heart center and or the ego center the wall center and the g center the identity center and in combination they make up the heart center and so usually i will go through each one and just bringing each one in alignment drawing my attention to each center and bringing in light into those centers um having an intention i've done a fair amount of research into the different centers so usually um i'll tune in before i start meditating like sometimes i do a general one right and i'm just powering up everything and usually i just say something very simple like um like my favorite phrase is i bless you for the highest good so i'll bless each center for the highest good it's something i learned from dr joe dispenza dispenza and i just imagine you know circulating that energy and like bringing the spin of each energy center into harmony right um and that brings alignment 
Um, I'll also sometimes do it, let's say I'm really sick and I'm going through a hard time. Um, if I can sit up, I'll sit in my meditation space. I want to see if it is, this is going to be dangerous, but I'm looking at my meditation space right now. It's in the corner. It's got a little carpet. I've got my altar there. I've got my cushion, my little mat. And I actually sit there and I've created a small space um, that is just for me. And the energy in that little corner is really beautiful. It's really protected. And so I'll either sit there to meditate or if I'm sick, I'll lie down on my bed and I will focus energy to a part of my body that's sick. So let's say um, with endo, often it's my sacral. So then I'll do sacral work. I'll go focus on the sacral. I'll use my sacral tools, tune into the next episode to hear what those tools are. And I will um, really focus my energy on clearing, calming and um, bringing that energy into alignment, bringing that center more into alignment. There are affirmations that I say, there are um, sounds that I make. I will sometimes listen to, let me put that because this is a tool, I'm just mentioning some of the tools. Um, I'll also listen to like sound baths and things like that. I'm just writing that down so that I talk about it um, in the next episode. And meditation music. Um, in order to um, get the resonance of that, in order to get the frequency of that center back into resonance with the pure frequency on a divine level of that center. Okay, so that's the one piece that's very practical meditation. And I also will sometimes like medit bring light into it. Then there's other forms of meditation I do. I do silent meditation where I'm just focusing on my breath and just concentrating on it, breathing into doing belly breaths or I'll be um, also supporting my... I can't remember what I was going to say. But using breathing techniques in order to bring calm and peace and grounding right? Um, and that is really the practical part of what I do. The second piece is the spiritual part. So spiritually, and this becomes very, very um, variable, right? I will go into a meditative state and often when I'm trying to do spiritual work, it actually depends. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting and I'm just breathing. Sometimes I'm listening to a sound bath or music. Um, and I'm, I will often start with pulling a card, right? So that's one of the tools that I use. I'll mention it in my next podcast. And this Oracle card will have a message or a theme or an energy and, or I'll ask a question or I'll draw my guides. I'll say, guides come through, let's commune together. Let's do this thing. And we will then have an intention for the practice and then we'll embed into the practice. Now, sometimes there I am just drawing energy into myself. I'm drawing wisdom and insight into myself. I'm opening myself. If my mantra feels like it's aligned with one of my particular chakras, then I work deeply with that energy to expand the energy in that chakra. Um, I also um, will, I'm remembering another practice that I do. You see, this is why I have to write these things down. Um, oh no, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. There's one more thing, which is, okay, cool. All right. So, um, 
in this time i've i've had seasons and i i know that, that i spent a moment running away from you know going super deep there's a time when i went so deep into spirituality and i just touched realms that scared me a little bit so i pulled back but now i'm gently returning and in states of meditation i would find myself experiencing and I, I still do now right it's coming a little bit more fluidly because now i've opened that portal or that gate um is i would experience like spirit animals right that would come and bring messaging or bring themes to me i would see visions and things playing out and especially when i get into a longer meditative state and really intentionally asking deep questions and like pulling into the spirit realm a lot would come to me and so meditation i very quickly go into meditation sometimes i, I mean i still have a distracted mind and all this stuff but there are there are times when my spirit is so open especially around eclipses i've noticed eclipses solstices new moons full moons and like around like my birthday season and when there's certain gates activated in my um, human design chart I'm very very open and so that's when I do intentional spiritual work sometimes I will you know send people love and light like if I know someone's struggling with something I'll just push um, gentle beams of loving light towards them and just hold them in my intention sometimes people will fly through my mind while I'm in meditation so I'll hold them in my awareness and I'll push energy towards them to support them and and bring them love and just send them my energy and send them the universe's energy and that's very intentional spiritual work okay so that's number one meditation so sometimes I do it daily and then I do it intermittently and I'm going to talk about this later when I talk about my rituals because meditation forms part of the rituals that I do then number two is I consult my spirit guides so if I'm struggling with something for example universe why am I still single what can I do to find love or um, I'm feeling very insecure financially right now what can I do to feel more secure in my finances I will consult my guides and ask them questions and I'll use tarot to do that or my oracle cards and they usually come and they give me wisdom so there i ask specific questions and it's a lot more similar to people who pray right and in prayer they will ask god and god will give them answers or people will come and as messengers of god i don't really have messages coming into my life but i i get synchronicity from the universe a lot where if there's something that the universe is saying to me it will be repeated through other people and i'll know ah or I will see things either on social media or in a movie or TV or something I'm watching and I'll be like, oh, okay, this is for me. So I consult my spirit guides. That's my practice and I do it often. Um, I also do, um, I'm writing all these things down so I don't forget them. All right. <laughs> okay the next thing is i do plant medicine ceremonies now plant medicine ceremonies is you can say it's psychedelics um this is when you hear about magic mushrooms things like ketamine treatment or ketamine therapy or cannabis therapy cacao there are so many different plants um i think it's 
ayahuasca is another one I've been hearing a lot about that I would love to try but I I haven't felt pulled to it yet I'd wanted to do it and it didn't happen so it wasn't the right time and I haven't felt pulled to it yet if I feel pulled then I'll try bring that into my life again so what I mainly use is psilocybin I use basically magic mushrooms and um, and I use cannabis which is weed so what I and I use it ceremoniously ceremonially so when I do magic mushrooms, I actually set a date. I usually do it at my birthday. And uh, so that's my solar return. And at my mid-solar mid return, so six months later, that's usually in September. And that's when I'm at my, um, the shadow of Pisces, right? Because I'm, I'm Piscean. And so I do it at my birthday, which would be a Pisces new moon. And then I do it at the Pisces full moon in September. And around September and this is a time when and because Pisces is also ruled by Neptune and it's like super spiritual this is when I I get a lot a lot a lot of spiritual support I will invite my spiritual tribe you know to the ceremony I will be very intentional about my intentions what do I want to get out of it and you know is there a question that I'm asking is there healing that I'm seeking is there a feeling or a state that I want to get or an awareness that I want to to have? And I will take that intention into the ceremony and then um, I set it up very, very intentionally. I'll, I'll put up my crystals, my, my incense and essential oils and like, you know, my plants. I set it up so that it's deeply nourishing and I really cultivate an energy that starts to feel really, really potent and warm and charged and i you know clear the energetic space um, i'm thoughtful about what i eat i invite my tribe and then i put all my stuff down then i take it and i go into the journey sometimes there will be sound um it will be sound assisted sometimes it's not and i do i have to date done all of my ceremonies on my own because um that's what feels right for me it means that i haven't gone super super deep because there are it's, it's felt very deep for me, but one can go deeper um, because there's dosages that it's not advised that you take when you're doing, you know, mushrooms for yourself. So I don't do it for fun and games. Some people, you know, take drugs to have a good time. I'm actually quite deliberate in doing it for um, my spiritual elevation. So can I found psilocybin. So let me tell you the differences between the two. When I do cannabis, I'm not as intentional. I'm intentional and I'll, sometimes I'll say, hey, I really want, you know, somatic healing. Like last time I did it, I did a lot of research into the kind of energy the plant brings and what the plant can do for you. So I work with the energy and the wisdom and the gift of the plant. Um, psilocybin is a, is a mind opener and an awareness bringer and a perception expander. And so it's really good for kind of like healing trauma, healing wounds, seeing things from a different perspective. Cannabis is really good for like the body, for grounding, but also for like a sense of elevation, right? Seeing the bigger picture. And so um, with psilocybin, super intentional. With cannabis, a little looser, right? Um, because cannabis creates a very hypersensory experience in, in my body. And, and, I mean, the last time I did it, I did, I did another one this weekend, and it, it was a lot more intellectual than it usually is for me. Usually, cannabis is very like somatic, 
So that's the different energies of the different ones. Um, let's go to the next tool that I use, or the next practice I do. I visit mediums and shamans when I want to. So um, I tend to do it when, like for example, I did it last year when my dad had died and, and it was either my dad's birthday or I had his death. I specifically, you know, with my therapist who at the time who is also a medium, um, we channeled him and I had a conversation with him and could ask him questions and it was so illuminating. So I loved it. And because my dad is in my spiritual tribe, he came very willingly and the energy is so loving and I'm able to have conversations with him and get wisdom that I couldn't get when he was alive. I may tap into if I feel led um, by my intuition to commune with other people who have passed like today earlier when I was writing this list I was like I wonder if I want to have a conversation with Gaz who is a cousin of mine who died a family friend but like um, died uh, several years ago but he died young he was like in his mid-30s or early 30s um, it was tragic and we we're very close so um, I don't really work with his energy, but he's come to me in two of my mushroom ceremonies and a mushroom ceremony and um, a past-life regression that I did. And so I'll deliberately commune with people who have gone and ask questions and they bring me really lovely energy. And then I also go to my shaman for birthday readings. So birthday readings or birthday work or when there's something going on, I just go and just like tap into the energy of my solar return to just bring deeper soul level downloads, expand my spirit. Her energy is lovely to be in. I love being in her energy. It's very catalyzing. And because she's a shaman, she's able to use tools that my soul remembers because my soul was a shaman in a previous life. And um, it's a lot of energetic, somatic she uses sound she uses feeling and texture and um so yeah she does a lot and then she ends it with and we also do a little bit of kind of life coaching speaking so we talk about you know what's on my mind at the time what's the theme um what am i grappling with what's going on and then based on what i'm sharing she'll bring certain healing tools we'll do certain practices with her um, whether she's going to use sound or she's going to use wind or she's going whatever it is and then she'll always do a card reading for me so that's how I actually got into oracle cards it was through her so that's her and I don't go all the time I, I tend to only go at my birthday um, and then number five is I read a lot of books um, uh, books about spirituality like Eckhart Tolle's um, A New Earth or The Power of Now I've really really loved a return to love by marianne williamson um i also loved untamed by glennon doyle that felt like so catalyzing and so beautiful it's a beautiful book and so and i also read about neuroscience because it helps you to understand like people like dr joe Dispenza, um or this woman is called taryn swat she's a neuroscientist and she talks about source energy and how you can tap into that more and the power of manifestation so like some of this stuff is just really about the energetic world we live in and it's expanded my understanding of how big life is so i i really love reading you know new people in that space um number six is i do rituals so i spoke about the rituals when i was talking about my um mushroom ceremonies and my meditation but essentially i have a, a calendar 
for when I do rituals. Um, but whenever these milestones come, I tune into my energy to see if I want to engage with that with that energy or not. I.e., do I have the energy for it? Sometimes I'm so spiritually, energetically, or emotionally overwhelmed, or like I'm sick and having a hard time, and I'm just like I don't have capacity for it. So I just say I draw into myself the energy of the season in support of my highest good, and I won't do a big ritual around it. But um, the timelines are at the new moon, uh, the eclipse, the uh, solstice, so winter and summer solstice, the equinox, so any major time when the planets are moving into significant placements, I will do a ritual. I also add there then my own milestones, which is my birthday, which is my solar return, right? Your solar return slash birthday. These are the solar return is the word used in spiritual circles. And um, then I do it at my half solar return, which is six months later. So um, what do I do at my rituals? I will typically do what I do in a meditating, bring all my stuff. It's gotten even more advanced where I've started using, integrating astrology, my human design and numerology to say, what are the planetary placements right now at this juncture? No, I don't tend to think of planetary placements. What I'll do is I will say, um, what is the zodiac sign of the new moon, of the full moon we're working with right now? And then I'll take that energy, or if it's a solstice or an eclipse, what is the energy this eclipse is bringing? I'll put together a list of questions based on that, um, the energy of that sign. And usually there's a theme that's applicable in my life to do with that zodiac sign. Or I'll use my human design and I'll say which of my gates are activated right now and what themes are coming through from there. So this is then the energy and combination that I want to play with. It integrates astrology, um, the planets, the houses, the, um, so the energy of the planets, the houses, the energy of the signs, the themes of the houses. Um, the, 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 the energy of the gates that are activated in me and what planets they are in. And then I, I craft key questions around all of that information. That's how I've gotten to know myself on such a deep level spiritually. And it's been hugely powerful in helping me to discover the strengths that I have in me because all of this stuff is based on my chart, right? My human design chart and my astrology chart. I'll talk a bit more about this in the next episode when I talk about tools. So that's what I do at my ritual, create my list of questions, and then I go, I do a, I ask my guides the questions using my, my cards, and then I go into meditation afterwards. So, so if I have capacity, I'll either meditate before or I'll meditate after, and I use all my other tools to create my, my space of intentionality. So that's what I do. Then I read... And then I do breathwork. So breathwork is, is a recent addition. I went to a breathwork session um, maybe two months ago and I really loved it. And I've started doing a little bit more breathwork by myself. I've done it in uh, a guided you know, full moon ceremony as well. And it just brings awareness when you are breathing intentionally in a deliberate way for a long time. Because uh, breath is life and life is truth and you're getting truth as you're working with your breath and you're getting insight and wisdom so breath work is super powerful i'm still early in it so i can't say a lot about it but i can say that it works really nicely for me 
um, and it's really great for your relationship with your body, you know, and that intuition and like trusting and discovering what your body feels like, what your, what your somatic energy feels like, because your somatic energy is a power you can use. We, we only, we often or are taught to rely only on intellectual power, but we have spiritual power and we have somatic power, right? So harnessing those energies. And then number eight is past life regressions. This is a little bit of a complex one. It's quite expensive as also it's, it's an investment if you want to do it, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it. At the time of recording, I think um, my last one cost me 6,000 Rand. But if you think about how much time she spends with you, this practitioner spent half a full day, half of a day with me, plus two hours of additional prep. It was an amazing investment on her time. And the insight I got, the wisdom, the clarity, the peace, the things I was able to let go with, let go of, the things I was able to accept of myself, the understanding I got from relationships, beyond. So if anyone who's listening to this wants to do a past life regression, come to Instagram, drop in my DMs, or if you're connected with me on WhatsApp because we're friends, send me a WhatsApp. Please don't send me a WhatsApp if we're not friends. Just send me an Instagram DM. But if you're my friend and we're already connected, send me a WhatsApp. And I'll share the details for this practitioner with you. Her name is Karen Lang. She's amazing. And so um, that's been so powerful for just getting answers about what is my soul trying to do in this life because then I understand the themes around the challenges that I'm facing then I know why did I come with this human design signature why did I come with this with these astrological placements why is my numerology looking the way it is and why are these are numbers at play why are these the challenges that I'm facing why am I grappling with the same things why have I actually been single for so long then you stop fighting your story and then you can flow with your story because now you know what your soul is trying to do so I love my past life regressions. I've done two and each one was different. Uh, number three, number nine is I do energy clearing. Guys, energy clearing is so important. So I'm a very, very porous person because I have a lot of open energy centers, human design. If you're interested, you can go look it up. But human design helped me to understand why I was having the experience I was having in life where I will often feel energetically overwhelmed by others. Now, overwhelmed doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I'm lost, I'm scattered. Sometimes that does happen, right? Around certain people's energies, like especially if they have strongly defined head centers and they've got a lot of defined centers. And because I have a lot of undefined centers, out of the nine centers you have as a being, I have definition in only three centers. The rest of my centers are open, which means I absorb the energy of everyone else in the world. And it's a lot of information to take in. It's a lot of processing to do through centers that don't have consistent and natural access to energy. And it is very heavy for me. So it's so important for me that I do energy clearing for myself. So I will do um, aromatherapy baths or I, I'm saying aromatherapy baths, but essential oil baths. And I will do um, a clearing ritual. I'm, I'm saying it's a ritual, but it's a practice. I just lie in my bed and I trace out the shape of my skeleton, right? So that I, I get the orientation of all my limbs. My eyes are closed right now because this is literally what I do. I close my eyes and I just like see where, where I am physically and I map out my physical imprint. And then I go from the center of my being and the center of all of, all of my bones from basically my skeleton, 
and I just push all the energy out of me that I have absorbed in the day that is not mine to keep. And that's what I do. So I'll just say I'm pushing out this energy and it's a very deliberate thing and I feel the energy moving. I actually feel it moving out of me. And sometimes if I'm still awake for this, so the amazing thing is that since I started doing this, you guys, the way I just fall asleep so instantly, <laughs> it's really gone. I used to struggle to fall asleep. Sometimes I still do, but by and large, I fall asleep during or just at the tail end of this practice. It looks like the last thing that I remember doing. Um, so that's really good for clearing out the energy. I also clear energy from my food. Like when I buy anything from the supermarkets, I just clear the energy of, you know, people who've touched it. And in the shower once a week where I, you know, with the water, I let the water just wash away all the energies that I've absorbed that are not mine to keep. I'm grateful. I'm, I also express, express gratitude for what these energies have taught me, the wisdom they've brought me, the experiences they've brought me, the way they've helped me to connect and understand and empathize with others. And then I release anything that I don't need to keep that's not in service of my highest good as I continue in my journey. So that's been very important. The other energy healing, energy clearing that I do is I clear the energy in my home whenever I feel led to. So for example, I did a whole bunch of work on the house recently, these windows, aluminium windows they're new so i then cleared so i actually did the ritual yesterday where i cleared the whole house of the energies of every single person who was working on the house and i thanked everyone for all the work that they did to like repair restore heal bring nurture and support to my home and then i cleared the energies because guys people like are walking around with all the energies, the thoughts, the emotions, the perspectives, the fears, the desires, the directions they want to go in. And we're taking all of that stuff in our auras everywhere we go. And we're radiating it out and leaving these energetic imprints wherever we go. So even for me, like when I come from a mall or I've come from a big hangout or a party or I've had lots of people in the house and I've had a party in my house, especially when I've had a party in my house, I energetically clear my house and at night that's why i energetically clear my body because energies our energies are constantly communicating with each other you'll remember from the previous episode that we're all one and one entity and so energetically we're magnetizing towards each other electromagnetically and like communicating in this really fungible interesting mysterious way um that's magical and powerful then we need to kind of disentangle ourselves you know from some of those energetic exchanges so that we can clear so that's been very important for me to do. And lastly, I recharge um, my cards, my crystals, and any tools that I use for my spiritual work. I put it up in the new moon and in the full moon's energy. And I ask the moon to just, you know, clear all the energy from, you know, all my tools. And then I bless the tools with new energy and bring them back into my space. So energy clearing very important especially if you're a highly sensitive person uh, a very empathetic person uh, etc okay number 10 is I listen to a lot of podcasts right I've learned a lot from the people that I found on Spotify uh, I follow people in astrology and human design esoteric forms of spirituality and I just like absorb all of the stuff and I find it super super helpful and i also there's a guy i listen to who's called i think it's, he's called eric someone i listen to his energy updates and um they're really nice 
I tend to listen to them retroactively. So what was the energy that I just moved through? I find more insight from that versus trying to predict the future because I don't live my life predictively. I live my life intuitively. And then I make sense of the theme and what is the theme teaching me and informing how I wanna move forward next into the next one. That's how, how I process um, my life. I kind of look backwards. And it's also because I'm a line nine in numerology. I just discovered that it's probably because I'm a line nine that I do that. And then, um, and then I'm a line three. So I learn by doing and then reflecting on what I've done. And what I've learned from what I did. Um, number 11 is journaling. So remember I said, oh, I need to write one down. This was the first one I needed to write down. It was journaling. Um, and I journal about two things. That goes into number 12. So 11 and 12 are kind of one point because number 12 is dream interpretation. So there's two things I journal about. Number one is about my thoughts, feelings, and um, perspectives. And it just helps me... Pfft, you know, sometimes it's just like, just like, just like clearing the pipes, right? Um, and number two, it's also processing through things that I, I do a lot of my processing verbally. So I talk to myself all the time in the car, um, when I'm in the house, moving around. If I'm listening to a podcast and something happens, I'll pause and I'll and I'll talk out loud as I process through what I've just heard. That's how I integrate what I'm hearing, so that it's not just going in and out, you know. Um, so that's one goal of. My journaling the second thing I do with journaling is I interpret my dreams so my dreams are very very significant I have oh I didn't bring it here but I'll, I'll go get it so I can show you in my tools I have a book when I'm doing the tools episode I have a book that I use that helps me interpret my dreams so um, my dreams are very significant it is something that's shown up in I think it's both in my astrological and my human design chart and so um, dream space is a big place where i process what's happening get insight and my guides try tell me the season i'm in and what's happening they communicate a lot to me through dreams for example yesterday i dreamt that my ex died and this is an ex that i dream of at key junctures when i'm because he represents something specific for me in my life and so it's not that I'm wanting to get back with my ex, but it's because there's what he represents is thematic for the time. And so this is reminding me to go get my dream journal and to use my dream. This, I have a dream oracle card deck um, to actually look at what your ex represents because I've looked it up before, but now I've forgotten. But I know that... Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to start lying to you guys. What I'm going to look up is what does it mean when you dream of an ex-lover? And two, what does it mean when you dream of someone dying? And usually it's like the end of a cycle and the beginning of something else. And I'm also in a month 12 in numerology right now. So, I mean, a month nine in numerology. So that's a, a month of reflection, completion, endings, as you transition across to a new beginning in the next month. All right, guys. Those are all my practices. I'm very open to you um, sending me a message or responding to this podcast episode. On Spotify, you actually can answer Q&As when it says, how did you find this episode? Feel free to drop in there a message if you actually have a question that you want me to explore further in a further podcast. Or there is something that I shared here that you didn't really understand or that you're curious about learning more about. All right, guys. Those are my practices. And I love them. 
And now we're going to go into the last part three, which is going to be about my tools. I've got all my tools laid out over here and I'm going to be, as I speak about each one, hopefully I will have remembered to bring everything, but I will show you each, each thing where it's relevant. And if you're interested in getting your own, you can. I, the energy shop where I got a lot of some of the stuff has closed, but hey, that's life. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay guys, thanks for being here. I will see you in the next one. Let me go find my remote. You see no, cause I've been loose and happy. Remote is over here. I have to press them simultaneously. One, two, three, see you at the next one.